Hello, my dear friends. We are continuing together with the study of the letters that Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, wrote to the seven churches in Asia Minor. In this session, we finally have arrived to the final letter that was written to the church of the Laodiceans. And I would like to read these uh, verses for you found in Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 to uh, verse 22. Please follow me as I'm reading. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. Would thou wert cold or hot? So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increase with good, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold, tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye selves, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also sit with my father's throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Well, my dear friend, this is a very interesting letter. In a sense, it is very sad to see what the Lord has to say about this professing church in Laodicea. In Hebrew, the word is uh, uh, ludicia, and Ludicia, Laodicea, was a town and a city that there, there was a local church, local assembly. And it's always good for us to remember that when the Lord wrote to these seven assemblies, he wrote it to the professing church. In other words, those who named the name of the Lord, but within this church, there were both believers and unbelievers. That's why it is, in a sense, uh, written to the visible church, what we see with our eyes, but only God knows the invisible church. And really, the word church means ecclesia in the Greek, kehila in the Hebrew, simply means that those who were gathered together, called out from among the nation of Israel, from among the nations of the world, to be belonging to the Lord. But in every generation, 
There are those that claim to belong to the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, but in actuality, they do not belong to him. And here we find a professing church that you can see right here, as we read this passage, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, has nothing good to say about this professing church of the Laodiceans. You notice in verse 1, he's writing it, using John, Yohanan, which was on the island of Patmos, to write this down, and he's writing it unto the angel, Angelos, Malach in Hebrew, the spiritual element in that local church in Laodicea. You will notice that even the, the not only the meaning, but the way whereby the Lord is writing this letter, these professing people were really it was not the Lord, the Lord's church, it was their own church. It was their own, you might say, a group of people. But you can see that something was lacking here, which the Lord is exposing. And so in verse 14, he's presenting himself, this is Yeshua, before this assembly as the one that is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, and the beginning of the creation of God. He is the Amen. The word Amen in Hebrew simply means let it be so. And God himself is considered to be the true and living God. He is the Amen himself. And you notice right here, we learn that the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, presenting himself as the divine person. According to the prophet Isaiah in chapter 65, Isaiah wrote to Israel about the future restoration of Israel, and he said to them in verse 16, He who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. The Hebrew word Elohei Amen, the God of truth. Every time you say Amen, you say let it be so, let it be true. The God of Truth, Eloi, Amen, and he sweareth that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth. In Hebrew, the God of Amen, Elohei, Amen. And so the Lord Jesus the Messiah is really ex uh, expressing himself to the uh, church in Laodicea that he is the true, he is the Amen, he is the let it be so. Whatever he says will become, will be so. He continued and he said, I'm the faithful and true witness. I'm going to witness uh, your state, your condition. I'm a faithful witness. Yeshua was faithful witness in his life. And now in his resurrection and ascension, he uh, uh, presenting himself to the church in the city of Laodicea as the one who was the faithful and the uh, the faithful and the true witness. He also presented himself to the Laodicean as the beginning of the creation of God. Well, some people falsely uh, assume that he was created because it says here the beginning of the creation of God. No, but he is the originator of the creation of God. He was the eternal son of God. He was the Immanuel, the God with us, the creator of the heavens and the earth. That's why we read in scripture 
in John chapter 1. And the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made by him and without him was nothing made which was made. He is the creator. He is God the son. He is the amen. He is the faithful and true witness. And he is the originator of the creation of God. And now, beloved friend, listen, look what Yeshua the Messiah has to write to the church of the Laodiceans. In verses 15, 16, and 17, he disapprove, he has, you might say, he reproved them because of their condition. There is nothing good to say about this assembly. In other churches, there was something that he said about every assembly, every assembly, but not in this professing church of the Laodicean. Now in verses 15, 16, and 17, we find out that the condition in the Laodicean professing church was a very sad condition. We read in verse 15 and partially verse 16, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot, would thou were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Now you notice that. Sadly, Yeshua exposed the reality that is found in the church, in the professing church of the Laodicean. You notice they were indifferent. They were indifferent. In other words, they were neither hot for God. Like we read in Luke chapter 24, the two went down from our mouth, how their heart was burning for the Lord, for God, for the truth that he, the Messiah taught them. And also they were not called, like we read in um, um, Matthew, the gospel, chapter 24, that there was the, uh, there was a condition that the, the love of many shall grow cold. The condition that will exist in the future day, in the tribulation that Yeshua the Messiah mentioned. And here we can see in Laodicea, they were neither hot and nor cold. They were lukewarm. They were lukewarm. In other words, they really did not want or did not care for the things of God. And they were just, you might say, going through the motion going through, you might say, some kind of a routine, having this professing uh, condition, but in reality, they were a church that really representing those that did not know really the person of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. Even though they were named as a church, Laodicea, but the vast, you might say, the vast majority, because the Lord is still appealing to the those who were there, to turn to him for salvation. But here we can see the condition that existed in that uh, church. In verse 16, it says, not only because, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. Now imagine how the Lord can say to the professing church, I will spew you out of my mouth. You know, that's remind us of the uh, passage in Matthew chapter 7, where Yeshua said, before he died. Now, of course, he's writing after his death, and burial, and resurrection, and ascension. He's in heaven. But while he was here on earth, 
He mentioned to those who say it will come to him in the future day and they will say unto him, Lord, Lord, you remember Matthew chapter 7, that many will come unto me in these days and going to say, Lord, Lord, haven't we done this in your name and in your name we have cast up demons? And you remember what the Lord will say to them? And he said, then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Now it is so important for us to distinguish Dear friend, between true believer in the Lord, Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, who will never lose his salvation because he or she are saved and forgiven on the basis of the work of Christ, of the Mashiach. He died as a substitute. He shed his blood for us. When we have accepted him, once and for all, one belong to the Lord. But... For someone to just have a mere profession and never turn to the Lord for salvation and just merely take the name of the Messiah, the name of Christ, without in reality belonging to him, the Lord, one day when he or she will have to stand before God, he will have to say, I never knew you. I never knew you. Here in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 16, he says, I will spew you out of my mouth. Because you are neither cold nor hot. You are indifferent, lukewarm. You are indifferent. You don't repent and, and turn to the Lord for, for, for salvation, but you are indifferent. And that is the danger that existed in the church of the Laodicean. And that's why the Lord is in the next verses. Notice that. In verse 17, Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, exposes the poor spiritual state that existed in the church of the Laodicean. Notice what he says in verse 17. Because thou sayest, notice, in Matthew 7, they will say, Lord, haven't I done this in your name? Here they are saying, I'm rich and I'm increased with goods. And I have a need of nothing. That's what they say about themselves. I'm rich. I'm increased with goods. I have a need of nothing. In other words, they were occupied only with that which was temporary. Here and, and now, but not looking forward for their eternal destiny. So while there is a profession in religious activity, but in reality, there was, you might say, no salvation, no relationship whatsoever with the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. That's why there was nothing to commend them here when Yeshua, Jesus, is writing this letter to the church of the Laodicean. It was their own church. It was not his own. And you will notice that they are saying, I'm rich and I'm increasing goods. And I have need of nothing. And the Lord said to them, But you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. These descriptions, my dear friend, are descriptions of someone that is merely have the form of godliness, but in reality do not belong to the Lord Jesus the Messiah. They were a wretched, miserable, poor, naked, 
and also blind. Spiritually, they were really not a people that belonged to the Lord. Now notice, I want to read just a few verses that are found in the epistles. The the, uh, spiritual leaders in the early church, in the early assembly, knew that that will happen. As the days approaching to the last time, last days of the church age, they knew very well by the divine design, by the help of the Spirit of God, that as the church age will come to its end, things will get worse and there will be a departure from the ways of the Lord. We know very interestingly because we have already covered the early assemblies. We began with Ephesus. We saw there was a good condition, represented the first hundred years of church history, and we saw how things had progressed. And then slowly but surely, we could see how things have gone from bad to worse. We have covered Smyrna. We saw the suffering church in the early days of the church age, where there was the Roman persecution. And we could see that this church has suffered then we covered the Pergamos and we saw that this is the time where the church is married to the world and the, the, the days in which there was a mixing with the world. And by the time we got to Tyatira, we saw the dark ages in the era of about 1600 to 1500 AD. And we could see how things have gone bad, the dark ages. But then we have also saw that Sardis represented those that have departed from the uh, uh, dark ages, from the Tyatara uh, condition, and have left it and began the new movement. And yet it didn't take too long, and they have gone back to the very same uh, state as they were before. And of course, uh, the Church of Philadelphia was a revival that had begun sometime in the uh, um, 1700s and up till now, where we are today, we are dealing now with the Church of the Laodicean. This is really the, the final church in church history. And this church, the, to this church, the Lord has nothing good to say about this church. Look what Paul said in First Timothy chapter 4. Paul said in verse 1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, and a doctrine of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with hot iron, forbidden to marry, and committing to abstain from meats which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them that that believe and know the truth. In other words, here Paul, Shaul Paul, already writing sometime in the early days, around 60 AD, 65 AD, he's writing to Timothy, preparing him for the days ahead, knowing that there will be a departure from the ways of the Lord. In the second Timothy, the second letter that he wrote to Timothy, Paul wrote these words, chapter three and verse one. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedience to parents, unthankful, 
unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, uh, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And now notice this, what Paul said in verse uh, 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. My dear friend, this is what the apostles wrote long before uh, we arrived to the letter that was written to the church of the Laodiceans. When John received the revelation from the Lord around the year 95 AD, already Shaul Paul and others wrote about the condition that will prevail in these uh, sad last days of the church age. I want to read you another verse that is very interesting that Peter, Shimon Petros, wrote in the second Peter chapter 2. Look what Peter said. But there were false prophets also among the people, namely the people of Israel, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their uh, uh, pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of the truth shall be evil spoken of. And so we learn, beloved brothers and sisters, that there will be a departure from the things of the Lord. And you can see the contrast between the letter that was written to the church of Philadelphia, to whom Yeshua said, I will also keep you out from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. To them, to Philadelphia, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, said that he will keep them out of the tribulation period, because they was a missionary church. They have accepted the Messiah and shared the gospel all over the nations of the world. But here we can see, my dear friend, a merely professing church that have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. This church of the Laodicean represent the present age in which we live in today. From the time, sometime around 1900s, early 1900s, up till today, and goes forward towards the time where the Lord will rapture His true assembly and take them to be with Him in heaven. And so Yeshua said to them in verse 17, You don't even know that you are wretched and you are miserable. You are poor, and you are blind, and you are naked. They didn't have any spiritual life. They were wretched. They were miserable. They were poor. They were blind, spiritually blind. And they were naked. They didn't have this garment of salvation that one who trusted the Lord uh, received the moment that he had believed in the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. This is very, very uh, sad here as we read the 
letter that the apostle John had to write on behalf of the Lord to the assembly in Laodicea. Let me read you just one more verse or two in the letter to the Thessalonians, the second epistle that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. Notice what he said to them in the first few verses. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus the Messiah, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by the word, nor by letter, as from us, as that day of Christ, the day of the Lord, is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away, apostasia, apostasy, first, and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sit in the temple of God, showing himself to be God. And so what we learn here, beloved friend, that there will be a departure from the Lord, the state that will prevail during the time of the last days of the church age is clearly seen as Yeshua is writing this letter to the Thessalonians. Let's continue now. If you notice now in verse 18, 19, and 20, Yeshua now is exhorting the church of the Laodicean. He says, notice that, it says in verse 18, He said to them, I counsel thee to buy of me gold, tried in fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye selves. Now notice what he said in verse 18, that he wanted that the church will buy of him, number one, gold, number two, white raiment, and number three, eye selves. Of course, gold in scripture is a representation of the divine righteousness that one receive when he believe in Jesus the Messiah. You remember the Lord Jesus the Messiah was, uh, when he was born, the wise man came from the east and gave him gold and the myrrh and frankincense. The gold represent his divine nature. And it also represent divine righteousness. And in scripture, specifically in the book of uh, Exodus, in chapter 25, when Israel built this uh, 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 amazing tabernacle, Mishkan, God had demanded that the articles such as the Ark of the Covenant and the lampstand and the table of showbread will be made with gold. And the Ark of the Covenant, inside gold and outside made out of gold, represent the divine nature. God is uh, holy and God is a, a, a God that is a, a overall. And this representing divine righteousness. In other words, you buy of me divine righteousness. White raiment represent the fact that there, it represents pure and clean standing before God. 
To have a garment of salvation speaks of one that is clothed with garment of salvation. Right here in chapter 4, in the next chapter of Revelation 4 and verse 4, we read, And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats were four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. This is a representation of the church that has white raiment. They are washed and they are clean. On what basis? They have accepted the person of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. That's why Yeshua, Jesus, is saying to the church of the uh, Laodicean that they should buy, they should ask from him, and he will provide for them garment, white garment, which speaks of right standing. And what about the eye selves? That represent the, the eye selves represent this cream to put on the eyes so they will be able to discern and to see things clearly. They did not see things clearly because they were blind. They were spiritually blind. And the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, appealed to them to buy of him those three things, gold and raiment and the eye cells. Now, I would like to remind you that the Lord does not expect from this church to buy salvation. No, because salvation is free. Isaiah said this in chapter 55 to our people of old, to the people of Israel. Oh, everyone that is thirsty, come ye to the waters. And he that has no money, come ye buy and eat. Ye come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Just come. And that is exactly what Yeshua is saying to the church of the Laodicean. Come to me, and I will provide for you gold, righteous standing, white raiment, clean, and having pure, being pure, and accepted by him, and I selves to be able to see clearly their condition, repent and turn to the Lord, and be able to see spiritually, because the natural man Receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. We are by nature blind. And we need to be uh, awakened, to be able to see clear by the uh, faith in Christ, in the Messiah. They could turn to Him and become a redeemed people. And so notice this, as He moves along, Yeshua the Messiah, He's telling them, notice how said, in verse 20, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, is outside. He is not inside. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I am knocking. You see, the Lord is outside of this church of the Laodiceans. It was their church. It was their, you might say, company. It was theirs. It was not the Lord's. He was left outside the door. And he loved to come in. And he loved to bring uh, himself to come, to come in and to enjoy a fellowship with those that will trust in him. So he's knocking. And he may knock at the door of your heart today. Maybe you are just uh, uh, attending church meeting and you never came to know Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, as your Lord and Savior. It really represents the days in which we live in. 
from some time at the, uh, the beginning of the 1800s all the way till where we are now, the, the time in which there is so much profession but not in a reality of salvation and belief and acceptance of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, who died for us and gave his life for us, shed his precious blood and removed sin from the presence of a holy and a righteous God. And so he stand at the door and knock. And you notice that? He said, if any man, not if any church, not if any assembly, not if any congregation, not if any kehilah, He's speaking to individual, one by one. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. See what the Lord Yeshua is saying, my dear friend? He wants individuals to come to turn to him on an individual relationship with him and to confess their sins and to turn to him for salvation and for a relationship. He want to have fellowship. He want to have a relationship with those that will trust in him. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and I will sup with him and he with me. Look at the appeal of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah in love for humanity. In love for mankind, he is knocking at the door. He is knocking at the door. It reminds us of how God, right at the time where Adam and Eve sinned against him and disobeyed him, it was God who said, Adam, where are you? Here the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the same God, God the Son, saying he is knocking at the door of your heart and he asking you where are you where are you come i would would love to go and sup with you and have fellowship with you if you only will uh, receive from me gold and white raiment and i selves to be able to have a righteous standing a cleansing for salvation and to be able to see clearly and to be enlightened by the Spirit of God. Where he conclude this sad letter to the church of the Laodicean in verse uh, uh, 21 and 22, and he is writing to the overcomer. The overcomer is the one that overcome the condition that existed in Laodicean. Overcome the condition of merely profession, Merely a outward expression, but no inner reality. He that overcometh, I will grant. If you will only overcome unbelief and become a believer, I will grant him to sit with me in my throne, even as I have overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. You see, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, want every believer on him to be able to be with him. As he sit in his father's throne, to sit with him in his throne, to have a relationship with him and to be with him for time and for eternity. This is the desire of the Lord as he's writing this letter to the church of the Laodicean. Well, the conclusion here in the last verse, verse 22, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 22, He that hath an ear, 
Let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. If you have an ear to, to hear what the Lord is saying, and a heart to be willing to receive what he's saying, turn to him today. Accept him. Make sure that you have divine righteousness. You believe in the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, and you are saved. That you have this raiment that is white and clean. You see, we are by nature dirty, filthy, because of our sin nature. But the Lord would give to the believer wonderful garment of salvation. And the eye selves, spiritual discernment that only those that believe in Jesus the Messiah will receive once we have acknowledged and accepted him as our Lord and our Savior. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul will be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with a garment of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornament, and as a bride adorn herself with her jewels. Can you imagine, my dear friend, if we only turn to him for salvation and repent of our sins, and come to know the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, as our Lord and Savior. He promised to the overcomer of the condition of the Laodicean that anyone who will trust in him, that will open the door of their hearts and allow him to come in and sup with him and he with them. He promised to give the believer a seat in his throne in glory assurance of salvation, and eternal bliss. Will you do so today? Turn to the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, today, and allow him to bring yourself to him and have eternal relationship with him. Well, my dear friend, this is the seventh and final letter that our Lord Yeshua wrote to the church of the Laodicean. May the Lord help us as we continue on in reading his word and growing to appreciate who the Lord Jesus the Messiah is. Well, until the next time, God bless you, my friend, and Shalom Shalom. Shalom.